Welcome to the Be Wellness Podcast. My name is Richie Marufo. I'm your host, and we're coming to you from Power at the Pass here in El Paso, Texas. Of course, Be Wellness stands for the Barbed Wire Open Mic Series, and we're celebrating 10 years of open mic goodness. Of course, this podcast is a natural evolution attempting to give the spotlight to our community of creators and entrepreneurs. This is episode 13, and joining me in the studio are Marco Smith, Mike Calderon, Eric Duran, and Joaquin Aragon as the Deep Shadows, a band from El Paso, Texas, playing what can be described as Cosmic Soul. They have a self-titled EP release coming up on September 1st at La Parada, first Fridays, there at the San Carlos building. You can find it on most major music platforms once it's out. Today we're going to talk about their EP, the band, music, and life. Welcome, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's going on, man? Yo, yo, yo. All right, it's great to have you in the studio. I, uh, that was here. a long intro. I'm super out of breath from that. It's <laughs> all good, man. <laughs> I'm going to need you guys to talk for a bit. So um, this is the most, first of all, just for the record, this is the most people we've had in the studio. It was a, it was a, it was a setup, but we're here. Exciting. So how about this? To kick things off, tell us a little bit about yourselves, you know, uh, what you play and, and the band. Yeah, my name is Marco Smith. I play guitar. Um, basically, you know, in a nutshell, um, it, it sort of started out with me, you know, with Mike and I, and then we recruited Eric and, and Joaquin because they have style. Style. Con Thanks. estilo, huh? It's T-Y-L-E, baby. That's right. And, <laughs> all right, so thanks, all right. Who's next? You want to go, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Um, my name is Mike Calderon. I, uh, I sing in the deep shadows. And, you know, just like in Marcos had mentioned, I mean, it really started off with him and I kind of, you know, getting together on Sundays for about a year and putting together material and things started to progress and that's when these guys came in and they're really good at what they do so thankfully we've been able to lock down a good sound. And uh, you've been on vocals? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Joaquin, what do you what do you play in the band? I, Joaquin Aragon. <laughs> I, I walk is, uh, my Twitter is at Quack is Extra, I believe. I okay. think that's still my Twitter. Quack is Extra? Okay. Yeah. I play the drums in the Deep Shadows. Cool. And Eric? I'm Eric, and I play the bass guitar in the Deep Shadows, and I've been having a lot of fun with you guys. It's really cool. How did, um, <laughs> so that's cool. That's the ensemble. That's the group right now. How, how long have it, has this current uh, iteration been together? I, I, I'm with, so with, bad with, with numbers. Four, with the quartet. Um, Mike, I always have to ask Mike. A little over three years, man. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. And, and well, s- well, we started with these dudes, what? We, it was like, a year of you and I collaborating okay. and then a year of rehearsing. Okay. And then we started right. performing this last August. Okay. Uh, so as, as a full group, it's been about a year. Yep. So how did you guys, we'll kind of like do this retroactively. So you guys had, had already been together working, writing music, and, and we've already previously discussed this. How did you guys stumble upon Joaquin so, and Eric? Um, I, I had seen Joaquin play uh, at an art show one time. Okay. And um, he actually, uh, had, I guess he had seen uh, my, my other group play. And I ended up leaving, but I think he ended up introducing himself to those dudes. But I loved his style. Yeah. And then I ended up playing with another group. And he just so happened to be the drummer. And in my mind, and I even told him this, so I'm not embarrassed to say it in front of me. In my, in, in my mind, I had, I had always said, damn, I want to play with that dude. Nice. And <laughs> luckily, he played in that other group that I played. Yeah, yeah I should just say That's too. Right. Before that, I was I was like a huge Zex Marquee fan. Okay, I hey, even, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> how, how did you, guys you still? can't see, but I'm wearing wearing the Zex. Walked in I'm representing with the, the Zex uh, shirt. Wow, that's great. How did you feel being propositioned? Like, hey, let's make music. I mean, it was it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, you guys yeah, I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you guys have a, a pretty recognizable name in the city. Right, six marquees, and I, I see you guys use that on the hashtags actually promoting. Yeah, shows. you know, I, I I only recently started doing that because, you know, when you get something going, you don't want to be you don't want to be known as that guy from that band. You know what I mean? Right. Who started it? Who started it? Who started another thing? So, but but recently, I mean, in terms of promotion, and you know, I talking to these dudes about it too. I we decided basically that it'd be a, a good idea to use it as a promotion. Okay. Uh, promotional tool. De- you know? Definitely promotional. All right. So, uh, in fact, you know what? I I feel the same way. I I was a big fan of of praying mammoth. Hey, thank right? you and very so much. I, and, and a big part <laughs> of that was were the beats, your drumming. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's great. And and so, how did you guys stumble on, onto Eric here? Um. I, I, we had, you know, we obviously we had, we needed a, we still needed a bass player. 
Um, I think Joaquin and I had gotten together once or twice, just him and I. And then I asked him if he knew any, ba- you know, any bass players. And um, yeah. just so the, the tenth, the tenth guy on his list together. was this guy named. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, yeah. So that he introduced. After the guy said no. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, so then I, I think oh, I can't remember if I first. Call, I think I called Eric. We hung out, mm-hmm. and then I mean, That's it true. just immediately yeah. worked. Eric know. was my pal, and I just wanted him in the band so we could hang out all yeah. the time. That's and cool. Yeah. That's and it worked out. I, yeah. I do want to say this, and and um, one of the reasons that that, that I wanted to play with them was because they are younger and um bring that young you that know young fight mike and i'm not I'm not saying mike and i are old dudes but we're definitely older than older, them yeah. and older. uh more experience there you go yeah. and and so, so, so these guys mm-hmm. keep up with with you know what's more current and okay. and so that's what that's what keeps it hot <laughs> you know it's actually a pretty a pretty great combination because oftentimes you either have like bands that are around the same age limit you know together and they get older together or, or you know so that's been interesting how have you guys experienced that that difference between you guys actually i feel like there's no difference between our ages at all really okay we, i mean and it's and we're not talking like a huge like yeah, major difference know, either like if you're <laughs> listening we're, we're talking like 10 years True. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> like a 10 year but to me you know I, I think part of that that gap is is um done in you know, just experience of doing music because you guys have been doing mm. music for a little while, right? Yeah, all yeah, of us. Uh, probably, I'm, I'm sure since teen, since you were teenagers, for sure. I imagine. Yeah. Okay, and so uh, you know, and you've done lots of traveling, touring, recording. So I think that's always helpful, mm-hmm. right? When you're trying to do a project, I certainly appreciate it. Like being on yeah. the younger end of the spectrum, yeah. Like just having them having that experience is is nice. Very cool. And so, <clears throat> tell me, uh, and then was the name already kind of from you guys hanging out uh yeah My, mike and i had talked uh, about a couple names and then you know i, I collect records okay and uh there there's an old soul song called deep shadows by her by her name's little ann okay and uh i i just love the name and and i and i brought it to the table and then and then mike and, and i worked. yeah that's great yeah uh, because fit. uh that's sometimes that's one of the it, it, it's so aesthetic, but in, in a way, it's still so important to a band. You want to like choose the right name. Yeah, and, and, I think it's super important because yeah. it, it does, uh, in a way, give you a little preview of what what the band is. Whether it be you know because people choose like silly names, people choose like very you know deep stuff. No yeah. no intention for deep. Right. But like, what kind of significance <laughs> do you, uh, other than the fact that you maybe found it in on the record and you thought it sounded cool? Um, I feel like maybe you've you know, ascribed your own significance to it. I mean, I, shadows. I, I definitely have, have come up in, in my mind with, with different interpretations, but I'm glad you asked that because I'm curious to know what these guys think. What do you guys think? <laughs> For me, the deep shadows, well, it just kind of felt more like a, like a soul band. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I do feel like it describes us pretty well. Our, our music's right pretty box, dark, right you know? Um, yeah. Just to be sort of general, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's not like True. overly dark. It's yeah. not. I mean, mysterious. it's not like it's not dark. Like, <laughs> well, like, like Slipknot dark. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not <laughs> Slipknot dark. Well, you we use the funk and soul can be. You use the term though. cosmic yeah. soul, and yeah. when I think of the cosmos, it is something that is vast. Yeah, there you go. And and so just to think of like shadows, like the sky, the darkness yeah. in the sky, and there's a deepness to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that, sure. that kind of I think stabs at all of our entities, our experience. Yeah, and uh, all right, and we'll and we'll talk a little about <laughs> that. True. I want to hear about about your uh, your experience with songwriting, for example. So you guys have the EP pretty much done at this point. It's going to be five tracks. That's right? correct. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about the recording process for that. Um. So before you know, I had met any of these guys. I I didn't have anybody to play with. So in those sorts of situations, you end up writing songs, yeah. hoping to find people to play. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea moving forward is to have us all write the songs. Yeah. Um. So I I kind of uh you know wrote the songs, laid them down in a, in in a recording software. Mike laid down the vocals basically through improv, and yeah. then um and then we 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 uh we re. When we record, we mostly do it live. Yeah, uh, we do drums and and bass live okay. with with sort of guitar. Yeah, and then we go back and do redubs or overdubs. Um, but 
I, I do want to emphasize that moving forward, I want I want it to be more more of a group process, you know. Because I, I don't want to be that like, ah, oh, it's all my shit. It's all my right. it's all my like. I, I'm totally not trying to do that. The only reason that it was written the way it was was because I didn't have musicians to play with. And mm. it just it's just coming out, and you guys find that you do have a, a chemistry. Yeah, it's together. never been yeah. like Marcos saying, this is how the song is, this is yeah. how it should be. It's kind of like, it definitely has evolved. He's real nice. We've <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice guy. Guys, we're going to na- rename the group to the Marco Smiths Project. Yeah. Yeah. Marco Smith and the Deep Shadow. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's great. And, and also, I think a, a big element of, of this, this fact that you do want to continue moving forward, you've already mentioned the plans to write more music, right? Have quickly come up with mm-hmm. another EP right. that you guys will market together. You want to tell right. us a little bit about that? I guess we all have separate ideas. <laughs> or or, or um, am I am I like spoilers? Or no, 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 no. Not really. I mean, <laughs> you know. Um, We've talked about it. I mean, it's not like anything that's set in stone, but, um, you know, I we like the idea yeah. of, you know, releasing somewhat of an album. You know what I mean? Okay. So I think doing two collective pieces together is just okay. kind of a cool idea that's you know? almost like a a side and b side yeah and then marcus was brought up on you know pressing out on full vinyl so i think that'll be a really cool thing to you know kind of put out mm-hmm. there to people who do collect vinyl we definitely have enough material for another ep oh right cool yeah. as far as recording goes is that diy do you guys go to any studios um that so if if we could have if we had more time and more like immediate money we probably would have recorded a full length okay um we recorded this ep um with a really good friend uh chris common he was on the same record label as zex marquis and he also did work for that record label um so you know i've 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 kind of known him through the years and and he's recorded with you know amazing artists and uh you know we were fortunate enough to to have had the opportunity to record them Mm -hmm. oh chris yes and then our, the the last song for the EP, right. we recorded with Steve Choi and Roger Camaros. And Steve Choi plays with RX Bandits, and we've all been been okay, been yeah, huge fans of right, RX yeah, Bandits. Big shout out to yeah, yeah, they're another big uh, band that you, you encounter. Is that and so this track is the one you guys traveled out of town to record? Yes, right, in LA, right or where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Long Beach. Awesome. And uh, tell me about that, that trip, because you guys were able to play uh, a few gigs and then record. That was your like kind of most recent venture, I believe? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Tell, tell us a little bit about that, that trip. So we were out in, um, you know, we played a, a, sh- a show in Hollywood, and uh, we played a show in Long Beach. Um, the show in Hollywood was played over at a Harvard and Stone. Okay. And, uh, cool venue. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool venue. Um, we had a hell of a time playing that show. It was a lot of fun. They even ended up doing a burlesque show after that. Oh, that's pretty so good. That, it, was, it was a cool experience overall. You know, we had a, a good response out there. You know, we were able to spread some of our music, and ultimately that's what we're trying to do. I think we were Absolutely. received well also. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely go back, um, but I think that the next thing uh, we, we'll probably plan will be uh, some Texas dates, so maybe at like Austin, San Antonio, okay. something like that. All right, you know? great. And then... So a, a great way to, you know, get your music out there, obviously, is to, to play as many venues as you can, especially uh, through touring, right? Because then you'll, you'll never know. And that's a way to get a good way to spread knowledge of the band, the group throughout the, the states and even the, the world. And so now, uh, I mean, uh, something that definitely we, we have to bring up and we mentioned last time is the way in which music is distributed now these days. Mm-hmm. It's very much digital. Mm-hmm. All right. So how you guys been doing to, to be part of this trend here? Um, uh, one of the things that we mentioned, sorry, I know I'll give you guys a, I'll give you guys the, the mic. Um, <laughs> the digital, one of the things we did talk about, uh, digital releases are hurting, yeah. in my opinion, uh, the, the concept of, of what an album is because, yes. you know, people are likely to just stream one song mm-hmm. or stream the, or download just the song they yeah. like. People I mean, buy the single. Exactly. I, guys like us will buy an album. We're yeah. musicians. Music mm-hmm. is our life, you know, but, but I, I definitely think that, that, that it is hurting the album. But I'm, it doesn't mean it's bad for music business, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll right. say this. How you were saying before about, like, us being younger and older, I definitely, like, saw that as, like, a thing. Because, uh-huh. like, when we were planning to release the songs and stuff, like, for me, the first thing was, like, I listened to all my music, like, yeah. on Apple Music, and everyone, like, and I, like, stream, I stream albums on Apple Music, you know, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. not, like, uh, it's not, like, it's killed, well, 
I don't know. Yeah, like I guess there is an argument to, to be made that it is killing albums, but I do still listen to full yeah, albums. But on. you guys are musicians, of course you right. listen to full yeah. albums. Oh, that's you know? true. Exactly. We we've had this discussion uh, recently. Last time we we were together, we hung out and and even on the podcast, and even with other friends, we've talked about that. Part of the the album thing is is almost uh, from the artistic point of view, though, right? One of the yeah. things we mentioned is like the album is the the full together work, and so when you listen to one track, you're you're depriving yourself of the rest of the thing. It's, like a, the it's idea a journey of the whole thing. Like some of our, our favorite albums have a, a some sort of a journey, an emotional journey of, of growth yeah, or sure, yeah. or loss, and and so when it just comes down to the single, you're you're just it's a little snippet <laughs> of one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, and uh, you okay? You know, he just just uh, it's it's crazy. How, how, and, and of course, I've also brought this up to other friends who, who almost get offended. Like, I, I mentioned, like, nobody really listens to albums. And he's oh. right away, like, I listen to albums. Like, whoa, whoa, I'm not talking about no. you, but like, yeah. you know, the people absolutely get offended because, uh, I, I'm in my, again, these are just my opinions, but on yeah. the one hand, you grew up listening to albums. And if, if, if suddenly that's not becoming cool anymore, then yeah. what does that mean? Does that mean you're not cool? But, uh, but, but, but <laughs> okay. also, but also, um, a lot of times the people that I've heard defend albums, you know, uh, and, and, and the fact that, you know, or, or that the fact that they don't think they're dying, a lot of those guys happen to be musicians and they're still recording albums. So they don't yeah. want to sit there and be like, I recorded an album and albums are going out the door. You know? <laughs> yeah. I see that. And also, I mean, uh, production costs can be yeah. quite a bit as well. And Definitely so sometimes I do think that it is a little bit more financially viable for an artist to maybe spend for like a recording session for like one or two songs yeah, and then put those yeah. out so mm-hmm. um which brings up another point now nowadays though you do see a lot more diy stuff with bands people mm-hmm. putting out their own content mm-hmm. super which is, cool which I is love really that. nice yeah, yeah. and and because of that we have a, a plethora just a sea a wave of music that we'll never get to hear every single thing mm-hmm. that's put out there yeah, musically uh, it. it's a little overwhelming at least for me sometimes <laughs> and uh, uh I, I absolutely I agree. agree with you um, but on the other hand, I mean, it's awesome that like creative people have a platform to yeah, and that's the most important part, yeah. right? That you you do have a platform, and I, I think people will have a chance to share their work forever. Who who for whoever can listen to it, yeah. Um, cool. Luck, luckily, though, you know, albums aren't dead yet, and and I and I and I hope that they stick around as long as possible. Yeah. You and know? you know, like I'll say too, I think fi- like final is still. Uh, it's, it's made a comeback. I mean, yeah, it's definitely yeah, making a comeback. I don't want to say yeah. the word trendy, but I mean, <laughs> it's trendy, but it's, but it's, it's still it's a niche, though. It's yeah. still a niche, though. Mm-hmm. It you hasn't know? died, that's for sure, and uh, mm-hmm. it definitely has made a, a significant comeback mm-hmm. to where the point CDs aren't really being sold much yeah, anymore. But you can go to like CDs. a major music store and, and find vinyl, like brand new vinyl oh, yeah. being, being pressed. And, Pretty soon, it's gonna be tapes again. Tapes. <laughs> tapes. Yeah. They heard it here first. Tapes. <laughs> that, that no, 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 no. You guys are cassette no, tapes. Ca- cassette tapes are all the rage in California right oh, now. Really? I've, I've seen I mean, people like, who tour, yeah. you know, selling tapes on tour. Absolutely. I feel like punk bands. That's like the thing um, is like releasing. Yeah. Tapes. Why, why do you think that is uh, tapes? I I think you know for the same reason that vinyl you know sort of came back just. Okay. Uh, it's 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 something physical. I think that you know a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people sure. want something physical, uh-huh. um, but but there's just also something you know looking back at vinyl. There's just something cool about you know it was recorded way back when and you can still listen to it and it's on you know you have art on this big you know twelve yeah. inch you know platform. So tape you know people miss what tape did to music you know sure. and uh, it's just make it'll I I I think it'll happen with CDs at some point. Yeah. I, I think it's probably going to cycle through every single one of them. And then we're going to have USBs that are just like, oh, is this a, a Deep Shadows USB? Dude, you find that. Coming back. They'll be like yeah. hybrids. I, like I've that. heard a lot of dudes in the industry say that, that drives are going to be you know, the, the next big thing yeah. in terms of like something physical. I, I don't know yet, but... I, I've seen know. a lot more people selling drives. And, and also, of course, I think they're being sold marketing that way. Like We can buy drives in bulk. And I know a lot of musicians are putting, let's say, albums, or discographies. Even I've seen a couple of people put, yeah. do that, which like, is pretty sick. Sell it. What do you, what, do you, what do you guys say about the USB? Are you going to be uh, distributing your your EP or any of your albums on on USBs? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Y E S. We had initially wanted to do it on vinyl. Okay. Um, it fell through. Um, so, so we, we're, we're making custom drives and it looks like a tape speaking yeah. about tapes. Um, I've seen and it's got the retro look, but 
but yeah, yeah. not that. Hey, it looks super cool though. Those are pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we would eventually like to record a second EP and then put the material from this this EP and the next one on on vinyl. Okay, I mean that'd be great. I think once you get everything recorded, how how is that process? Have you guys ever had anything recorded on vinyl before? I never have. Yeah, uh, is it different Marcos than regular will be the guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, um, it it is a little bit different. Um, for one, you know, when you record, you have to have it mastered for vinyl for vinyl okay. as as opposed to mastered for digital or you know okay. you know other media. Um, so um, there's that aspect of it. And then you get the test pressing, which is super cool. Um, maybe because I'm a vinyl nerd. So that, yeah. I don't know. So so basically, they you know they press your 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 album, and then a lot of times, a lot of places will do four copies for free, and so each member of the band gets one, and then you listen to it to make sure that all the tracks are in the right order. You know, uh, you you might you know if if there's not supposed to be any space between the tracks, but they put space between the uh, tracks. You know, oh, then then you'll go back and say you know there's know. this. Okay. Or it could e- it could even be like you know what I think we need to get it remastered because because of the way it sounds. Um, you know, to, you know. Very, very, okay. But then you know, getting the actual vinyl. Oh man, there's nothing like it. <laughs> that's 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 pretty nice, and I I think uh you know we're talking about the, the comeback of, of vinyl or, or just the resurgence because it's never really left. It was just kind of waiting there and I agree, yeah. comeback. Nostalgia, yeah. You know, it's been here for years. Been here. You know, hey. It's been around. <laughs> yeah, uh, nostalgia is a thing that's that's just culturally been like affecting what we consume in a pop culture sense, right? Oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and so I think you see that you know it'd be interesting. Like you said, nostalgia might play a. a a part in why cassettes might come back or or whatever certain trends it's and you even mentioned it it's it's almost cyclical mm-hmm. a lot of times when you see trends come through but mm-hmm. really in the end if you play good music and if people enjoy it they'll find it any which way they can right sure. that's true and uh so you guys and you guys do play great music we're gonna showcase a track later at the end of the episode but you mentioned that that are all those tracks recorded live like you guys in a full band playing live is, is um so it it's mostly drums and bass live for sure. Um, g- guitars okay. were 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 live over it, but I ended up having to go over and do and and do overdubs. I'm okay. terrible at I'm terrible in the studio. I, yeah. I don't mind saying it. You no, know, like. and and that's actually uh, being in the music industry or or just being in a band and recording. That's always a, a a shock for people. People who do really well and excel playing live in front of people. Then you go in the studio and it's just like. It, 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 you're separated from everything. And yeah. It, yeah. it really calls out. You like, find your place. It, it, it doesn't seem, to, at least I'm out like these three dudes, like I didn't, it, I felt like they, they were just like just getting through it and, yeah. and just felt, it felt real good when they were doing it. You know? Yeah. It, it's kind of rough. I've, I've had that experience. You, you feel very isolated, I think, and, and you kind of have to go. It, it's kind of like when the cat, when you know the camera's on you. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, all of a you sudden you're like, shy. Yeah. this is it. This Once is it. In the zone, it's all good. Okay, so uh, I guess I just mis uh, misunderstood. It uh, it made it sound like you guys like just did like a live performance and then you had that recorded. Yeah. But you just kind of record the live tracks over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. still in a studio. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And then, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That'd be that'd be an interesting thing. Um, and yeah, I, I know think live recordings are cool. They They're can cool be, idea. yeah. Especially if I mean, if you do them well, I think it, it's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. At times, sure. I mean, I've definitely tried my hand <laughs> at it, and we should try it. We're all just learning, <laughs> yeah, we should. you know. <laughs> That'd be cool. No, and uh, and you guys do like your sound is great. Like I mentioned, the first time I ever heard you guys live, uh, Matthew Torres invited me to go catch you guys at the San Carlos building, and I remember parking a couple blocks away. And as I was walking up the street, I just heard this amazing sound. I didn't even realize it was a live band. It, it sounded so great. And 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 here's the thing: sometimes bands. Um, sound great live, but don't sound too great recorded, or, or vice versa. <laughs> I think you guys have, uh, based on now that I've had a chance to listen to your tracks, you guys have a pretty solid both ways around. But I was really blown away because just the the power of the sound, but also like the vocals. I hear you guys. You guys like double up on vocals, yeah, for sure. On, on yeah. tracks, right. I just I think musically, there's some very impressive stuff there mm. on the tracks. And so that's one thing that's that's impressed me. If, if we can talk a little bit about how you guys the the writing process, right? You mentioned that you guys kind of go and write together, right? But you know, how does that kind of usually start? Like, how does how do you take an idea? Do you start it into? You start with music, right? You mentioned yeah. you mentioned you kind of improvise. 
Yeah, right. um, lyrically. Right. You know, I'm, I'm sure it's slightly different for all of us because uh, I started, you know, Eric started giving, you know, sending material my way and, and Joaquin's got some stuff too. Okay. But, mm-hmm. but uh, like for me, it's it's almost always trial and error. Like yeah. I never sit down with, with a riff. I just sit down with, with some sort of idea. And if I like the drum beat, then I'll try to play okay. guitar to it. And if it sounds cool, I go with it. But my favorite part about recording the demos is is when Mike comes in because yeah. um, you want to talk about the way you record vocals? Yeah, yeah. I mean, since day one, we've just kind of done like a, an improv session and uh, recorded um, most of the songs in that way. Um, and I'm just like literally just singing melodies, focusing more so on the melody than, uh, you know, okay. really focusing on, on the lyrics, although I had already right. had material written. But it's just an easier way to, to produce, you know, the, the some good stuff. And we would kind of like, I would, and really what it came out to is like, there was sometimes when I wasn't able to come up with something that I felt was good. And then he would kind of listen to it, you know, over okay. like the week or whatever. Be like, hey man, I found some good moments in there, whatever the case was. And sometimes we would cherry pick what I had improvised and kind of piece it together. We've done that a couple of times. Okay, right. So, I mean, it's a very organic process. You want to add more to that? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, my favorite part about it, though, is when, you know, initially he's trying to come up with a melody. Yeah. So he'll just be singing, like, nonsense or, like, like, scatting (laughs) scatting or words. Okay. And the melody sounds great, and it's just so cool to hear it transform into lyrics. I I think it's such Mm -hmm. a cool process. So so essentially then you'll, you'll record just to kind of get ideas and then go back and listen to the way it's sung and then and add lyrics to go with with yeah that. exactly okay and that's 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 i think that has to be a real challenge in itself it though. is a we challenge talked about but i this, enjoy it I converting enjoy it. like sounds and, and also we're talking about like the length of sounds right and and notes the music the musical right the sound right. of the words into like content yeah you know and uh in, and also there's there's a lot of creative freedom in that like we talked yeah, about this definitely. recent like recently you get to work with meter with syllables and and you can even elongate words you know for a certain sound um so, so how do you choose your content that's the next thing lyricism so right? yeah th- there's nothing like okay it's first of all it's hard to find a good singer right second of all it's hard to find a, a good singer that can write vocal melodies and third of all it's it's hard to find a good singer who could do all that and write good lyrics that's right and i've always been curious how mike writes writes lyrics because yeah. he I, and I i love the, the the lyrics that he comes up with i honestly do yeah, I I've, I mean I listened I've been Aww. listening to the tracks. Uh, how do you come up with with lyrics? Well, I mean it's like we were kind of discussing the other day. You know when we were hanging out. Um, yeah. You know it's just a combination of things. You know things that I see on a daily basis, things that other people don't see on a daily basis. You know okay. so I mean at this point in time I mean it's writing about different things and okay. I've always been you know into you know poetical you know, lyricists and shit like that. Okay. Like I used to love Tupac, you know okay, what I mean? Not definitely. saying that I incorporate any of that kind of stuff, but um, I don't know, I just yeah. always, you know, shared uh, an interest in writing lyrics and really just trying to create lyrical That's imagery right. yeah. and really trying okay. to capture, you know, the essence of there's, there's a lot to be the said feelings about that. and the emotion. And, uh, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with, with going towards Tupac. You know, Cornell Westham called, uh, called him the great postmodern lyrical poet yeah and he definitely did speak a lot to to experience his own experience and experience of of uh communities yeah you so, had a style for sure yeah and uh and and again going back to the name this is also part of it i think it's storytelling like when you dive deeply into something you're looking into the story the narrative of something and of course yeah. a shadow is also something that's cast yeah you know, it's like retelling um, of that uh, it, it, I wanted to say this earlier. So when I fir- when we when we first came up with the name, you know, the first thing you do is make sure no other bands have that. Of so course, of course right. I googled it, and there was a band in uh, like some Eastern European, European country called Just Deep Shadows. Okay. And they were like a goth group, and there was another yeah. group that was more like metal. Okay. Um, and I could absolutely see how you would associate the Deep Shadows, or sorry, Just Deep Shadows, with those styles of music. You know. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I, I also hope, and not that I have anything against those styles of music, but it's just right. not what we're going for. So I hope that. So if people hear your name, like for example, let's say September. Oh, you're gonna go see the Deep Shadows at, at La Parada. People are like Deep Shadows. What they're doing like they metal playing? now or like running like <laughs> those guys from Norway? <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> the ones from Norway. <laughs> that's that's yeah. So, but like I said, you know, once people hear you though, and I I I totally have that fit with the whole cosmic soul thing yeah yeah, yeah. really deep shadows like 
and you've done a really great job of making these cool little teaser videos i, I saw yeah, a couple yeah, yeah, of them yeah um how has that been that, that has to be a little bit fun like doing music videos and, and also yeah for sure advertising. for sure yeah <laughs> Who, who's in charge of that or so all you guys it's kind of a collaboration i guess okay in, in terms I mean, I don't of contribute at all, me neither. In terms of like the footage, um, I'll I'll pull and you know if any one of us has has footage, I definitely want it um, because I start I just started messing around with with uh, iMovie. It's not it's you know I I, I am by no means uh, a pro, like a movie producer, right? But I wanted people to see something. And it's funny though because the very first couple of videos that I did, I look back at them and I think that I think about how cheesy they look. <laughs> and each progressive video, I, I get more excited about, okay. and, and I'm about to put another one out probably tomorrow. Oh, right um, on. Yeah. So, um, the, so, stay the, tuned. so stay tuned. So yeah, stay right. tuned. The last one that I put out and the the and the, and the next one that we're about to do, uh, I'm super excited about. Yeah. This. yeah. Great. Which actually brings up a, a, a point here now. If you guys are listening, if you never heard of these guys, check them out. Where can our listeners find you guys online? Where can they follow? Uh, Facebook uh, for sure. Okay. Uh, they can find us on Instagram. Now remember, don't type in Deep Shadows. It has to be the Deep Shadows. Or else you'll get that, Los Deep that Shadows. Metal, yes. Deep metal shadow. On Instagram and then also on Bandcamp, you can find our uh, track Juggernaut. Okay, Instagram. And it's the uh, same handle on all those. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You can you can you can go into SoundCloud or Bandcamp, Bandcamp and type in the Deep Shadows. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And and you guys already have content up there. We is have it, one yeah. one track. One up. track. They're like a, are they? Is it like a demo of what's what's going to be on the EP or something? Uh, else? No, it's an actual recording of. Yeah. of oh. So yeah, Juggernaut will Juggernaut. be on that EP. Juggernaut. Okay, and you guys made a music video for Juggernaut, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, what was the reception for that? Or I don't know. What was the experience um, for you guys filming that? Well, I mean. It was. I would just record random, you know, okay. uh, sessions that we'd have when we were practicing. It was, okay. you know, my my lady would record some footage when we were playing, and pretty okay. much sent Tons all that footage. content to him, and he chopped so it up. Practice and put sessions, it together. Live. yeah, yeah. It's a combination of a, quite a few places okay. and things and events. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what venues have you played around the city? Like you know. Love Buzz, okay. Monarch, um, Boomtown. I think it's Four a Neon million, Rose yeah. now, right? It's Neon Town. Rose now. A club here, I Love You Downtown. Oh, right on. Yeah. Where else have we played? Uh, the, the old, the East, San Carlos uh, building. San Carlos building? Oh, yeah. We That's have right. played the San Carlos building. What's, what is... Yeah, uh, I, I want to say the old name of it. Yeah. I, uh, it's... Uh, are you talking about the 501 Bar and Bistro? No. Oh, no, you're talking about another club. Above Tricky Falls? Tricky Falls. Oh, oh the, the Perch. Oh, the Perch. The perch. The perch. That's right. I forget they changed it to yeah. the Perch. <laughs> we, we did play the Perch. <laughs> awesome. Cool. What, uh, <laughs> what have been some of the most rece more receptive venues or nights? Definitely. When, when we went to California. Hollywood, for sure. <laughs> Hollywood. Those yeah, are really Hollywood. good crowd there. But it's in the club time. Yeah, Club Here I Love You was yeah, really yeah. good. Actually, that's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. there were there were there were some there were some good ones too. I was at, feeling at, the at vibes at that San Carlos building that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, I remember that. That there was that one ben band Marvin. with like Marvin, yeah. crazy oh, psychedelic Marvin. saxophone. <laughs> like amazing. that was what like we so did. Well. Uh, like Joe Satriani. When we played yeah. in, yes, uh, that's right. Yeah. When we played in Long Beach, <laughs> we played at the Prospector. Okay. But there there were also like like ten other really good shows that night. Okay. Um, so unfortunately, you know, the turnout wasn't great, but the reception was good for okay. sure. And we loved playing with, with, with those bands there, yeah. you know, there's some good friends of ours. So mm -hmm. I'll see okay. Philly and Bobby Blunders. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, and I like the distinction too, of like, uh, turnout versus reception, yes. right? Because you can have mm -hmm. maybe packed people, but if no one's like really digging it or it's like, like tuning it's, it's like, like lame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's about yeah, quality. Yeah. Hopefully. If, if, if there's, if there's <laughs> four people there and they're, yeah. they're having an incredible time. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes it, Absolutely. it makes all the difference. What, what gets you individually? What gets, what gets you guys excited about playing a live show? Eric. <laughs> His mom. You could be honest, you know, um, playing a live show, just playing my bass lines for people okay. really not, okay not do you feel if you like you see someone in particular like maybe nodding their head and you know it's to your bass line yeah like, yeah he's got like them they're, heavy. they're grooving along you scan the he's crowd and then someone's making lines. eye contact with you it really helps uh, but okay. it's not showman i'm not trying to be a showy or person nah, like what kind of bass player are you because i you know there's all sorts of different kinds you know like i, I, I stand grooving, and grooving stand and groove yeah, yeah he's a groover for sure okay. <laughs> he's a head nodder head on. i'm a head nodder yeah 
What so do I look like from, from your guys' side? <laughs> from your perspective. You're definitely a groover. I don't know what it's like yeah. to know myself. You bob your head and you, and, and, For sure. and you move a little. You know? Thanks. That seems like such a, a bass player thing, too. That's like what I, bass players I, I don't do. know if there's too many ostentatious like <laughs> show. That's more like a guitar player yeah, kind like, of thing. There's Flea and Jaco Pastorius. <laughs> okay, true. true. Oh, well, Flea's like the, kind of like the top. And, and Jaco, you know, he's a legend in his own right. Yeah. Uh, but those guys were wild. Yeah. Les Claypool. So, okay. Hey, there you go. Nice man. <laughs> cool. So, what about what about you guys? As, as far as like, uh, what gets you excited about playing live, or what what pumps you up, or like, I just like gets you? just just to feel the performance. Like, I just okay. like being in the moment and okay. just playing the music live and feeding off of everybody else's energy. You know, it's yeah. probably one of the best feelings in the world. Well, at least it's definitely up there. Are you uh, are you very like strict or, or stringent on your like routine before? doing oh, a yeah, gig because i know sure. some singers yeah. who are very you know they won't have water with ice or nothing too cold oh, yeah, i'm just like that yeah. Yeah. I'll just room temperature water and hot tea room temperature hot tea and honey. nothing else that's all it. right no drinks or no not even nah, no liquid courage no not needed cool <laughs> awesome what about you joaquin uh yeah i think when mike said being in the moment that pretty much hits it okay right on the head you know, like being in the pocket it's like you know okay it's, it's my main goal of Putting together live music, you know. Okay, and and uh, I mean, you, I think uh, all of us play music, and and there's just a moment where you're just you're just in a in a state of yeah, flow, yeah. where you're not too flow. conscious of anything else, and, and you don't just, even notice. It's like it. an out of body experience, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and in many it's ways, cosmic. I think that's why we why we do it too, you know. So we call it cosmic right. soul. <laughs> Perfect, and you attach yourself to that. Yeah. Um, Astral awesome. projection. And uh, what, what about you, man? <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I think part of it is, is that, you know, we put a, a lot of hard work into it and it, it's just cool to see people, you know, people be responsive to it. Um, <clears throat> but also, um, this is just me being deep and cheesy. Like, you know, when, when like you want crust pizza, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> Sorry. uh, when you, when, you know, at least when I watch, you know, my favorite bands play and like, you know, maybe they come down, you know, to sign autographs or, Okay. Or, you know, wh whatever the case is, uh, you know, you watch Jimi Hendrix and he just has so much presence as a person. If he walks into the room, even if you don't see him, you know, he's there. You know what right. I mean? Okay. Um, so, so I, I, I guess kind of what I'm getting at is, is that there's a vibe that, that you put off about yourself, you know, when you play music and, and, you know, I, I kind of just hope people can feel that, you know? Okay, that's great. Yeah, um, hopefully we always hope that the the crowd is is receptive to for sure. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh, when I was asking you guys about the you know your favorite venues, you kind of joking about you know you obviously had a little bit more success, I think, playing out of town. In El Paso, the music scene is very interesting, right? Um, very. Yeah. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. in one way there's so much going on that Definitely. sometimes you have to compete with other events at the same time, like. I think people struggle to make it as just musicians. What do you What do you think that might be? Just uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, cover bands make more money for sure. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean. And uh, it's a everybody has different routes. You know what I mean. Okay, I'd be in the cover band. So cover bands money. are pretty big, and and so the let's say mus like working musicians are are either doing it either by say becoming a, a music teacher maybe at a school yeah, yeah, definitely. Or, or being like in a cover band mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but anything original like, you feel like people aren't as receptive to what do you think that might be it's attached the, to I, yeah it's a challenge you know what i mean true, yeah. i mean there's a lot of you know mainstream competition out there yeah. however you want to embrace it and so people, people already expose a lot of those things okay. mm -hmm. so you know in order to really suck somebody in on the local level yeah I mean, it's hard. Yeah, you, yeah, and I mean, it's also the way the approach we take with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we're passionate about it. I mean, we we take it very seriously, and it's just you know, hopefully, putting the hard work. Like Marcos had said, people are receptive to it, and it's good enough to continue to grow and spread the word. Okay. And spread the love. Definitely, like and that. and that's I mean I I'm definitely, you know, through running the open mic and and being involved with other projects, uh, I've definitely tried really hard to kind of. Get things and I know other people are, are part of that too. There's a movement I think that hopefully we're starting to see more growth in the yeah. in the scene. <clears throat> I you know with, in my experiences with my other group uh, that I was in, you know, Zex Marquis. Yeah. When we played, you know, locally for for a couple years, and you know, it, it was it was just like El Paso scene. Sometimes people come out, sometimes people don't. But the more we got 
we, you know, the more we got out of town and the more attention we got nationally, the more we attention we got, you know, locally. And I, I don't know if it's like that in other cities. Maybe, maybe, okay. maybe it's just unique to El Paso. Um, I, I know a lot of bands from El Paso play a lot of shows locally. So yeah. I, I, I kind of wonder if the mentality is, well, they're going to play again next week, so I'm not going to come this time. Mm, yeah. you know? I know exactly what you mean. True. But at the same time, I think when you're starting in bands like that, it's like, yeah, you kind of have to. You kind of have. You're like cutting, you know, cutting your teeth. As it does yeah. help as they to, to get the live experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing though that people have kind of mentioned is just uh, living, you know, financially off of gigging and everything. It's it's a bit of a struggle, you know, with venues yeah. to get maybe paid. Um, for sure, I'll say like personally, uh, the ex- I think the experience of like playing in say like a group like this where we're you know writing original songs and trying to make a, it's like a whole theme of it. And to playing in like you know uh, some kind of uh, bar band doing okay. some like some standards or whatever you know, each of them is ca- it's kind of its own. Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a different thing. It's a different experience. Mm-hmm. I would say altogether. Yeah. And okay. it's you, you know like none of them's wrong. It's, it's everybody. True. Yeah. Everybody uh, he has their own path. I kind of I like dipping in and out of each each kind of thing. You know. Sure. Sure. I don't know if. Uh, you know, I, I, I think bands bands that, that do it for a living, I, I honestly think some of it is luck you get discovered, you know, because there's a lot of yeah. talented bands that, that no one knows about, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I and you know, you just never know. I normally make fun of bands that moved to New York or L.A. to make to it. Make but, then, it yeah. but then you have Cigarettes After Sex and, they're, you know, they're right, over there yeah. in Brooklyn blowing yeah. up, you know. Yeah. You have Part Time you know, that's out in L.A. blowing up, mm-hmm. you know. But you know uh, the the Chamanas mm. sort of stay local, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're getting we big. We had this conversation yeah. last time, right? Yeah, yeah. locally, and then of course Khalid, right? Yeah, yeah, and he, he raps yeah, El Paso, yeah, for sure. I think nicely. Yeah, I, yeah, he, I think he's doing a great job, Khalid. Of like, he, yeah, and he's beyond El Paso. He's yeah. beyond moving out of El Paso to make yeah. it. I mean, yeah, his yeah. song yeah. got heard yeah. and he made it. Yeah, exactly. he's talented though, and and his music very much so. And so I think one of the things that that I think this is great because I want to talk about success. I think we all have our, our different definitions of success, especially like from an artistic point of view. We can, mm-hmm. we can do it in many ways, uh, define it in many ways. But, you know, there's always a very, I think, intriguing formula involved, right? And unfortunately, one of the great tragedies of any art or music, sometimes the most talented aren't, don't get recognized. Yeah. yeah. I think part of that happen. formula is, is a little bit of luck, right? Mm-hmm. Being at the right place at the right time. True that. Obviously, talent. Right. Sometimes it's there's also the the promotional aspect of it as well. So I mean, how would you guys define success musically? Well, I mean, I think we've already had you know a little bit of success. You know, okay. we've uh, we set some goals, we accomplished them. Um, you know, now we're here, we're about to release it to the public, and that's another success on its own. You know, so while it's it's definitely a challenge. You know, we're just going to keep on pushing. You know, but I think yeah. uh, we've had some success. Whether it's been monetary success or whatever the case is, that's yeah. not even the the point right now. It's about no. just getting our music out there. Good. So Good. you know we're just For sure. I think just... putting, putting out music that we want to hear is a success in its own. You know. Yeah. I, oh, that's, I hear yeah. that completely. That's how I feel too. Yeah. I'd I'd rather play really good and <laughs> with you guys oh, than man. make someone like us. Yeah, I just I, cool. I I think we just all want to be working hard as often yeah. as we yeah. can. You know. Um, the, it just, this, it's a little bit off topic, but it, it, this conversation ran, I reminded me of a post I saw on Facebook uh-huh. and it said, uh, which band in El Paso works the hardest? Oh, I, I saw yeah. that post. And, too. I yeah. mean, it's, it, I, it, I appreciated the question, you know, but I, but how do you define working the, the hardest? Were very yeah, interesting. Yeah. That, you know, I, I was and, looking at that as like, uh, some people only know certain bands because of maybe they put they well, play, but yeah. how do you define hard work, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't know a band as much because they're in there working, practicing, and you just haven't quite <laughs> exactly. Heard them yet. Like you yeah. could be practicing yeah. every day. That's hard work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Working towards that bigger goal. When we were first uh, getting together with Marcos to practice our songs and you know get it all on the road, he was telling us that he would start paying us to practice with him eight hours a day, and that would be pretty cool. Like I, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to get paid by my that. friends <laughs> to jam with them, but but you I was know, probably joking. It, yeah, probably, no, you were. You were well, we took it to heart, Mark. Yeah, no, I, no, like, no, I, I probably I said paid? I probably said that I would love to pay you guys. Yeah, but also, like also, would love it also, you know, and 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 this in no way is a diss, but you know, when 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 you're younger, you you know, you don't have your career yet. So yeah, I we me and Mike Mike and I used to say, man, I wish we could pay these dudes to not work. We wish oh, that we could pay them yeah. what what they're making, you know, at, at their job, so that. They didn't have to work. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and if I had to not work and just spent my life playing music, I totally would play. Yeah, we would be so productive. Obviously, right? Like you put so much effort into it, but it's not really like an excuse anyway. You could still make the time, find time. Yeah, and and that's another thing. Uh, One of the well, I I think one of the most (laughs) challenging aspects of being in a band in a group is uh, we mentioned this as well. It's like being in a relationship. You have Absolutely. to kind of make time, Kinder. right? You have to <laughs> communicate. You know, you, mm-hmm. it's, there's a little bit there's of there's arguments. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, it will, it will not be pleasure. smooth sailing. Definitely, right? You have the the moments of euphoria, yeah. and you have seduction. Like, just like there's a fine <laughs> line between love, love and hate. Um, there is, seduction. <laughs> we have seduction played, like, through music, I bro. I have yeah. played that bass line one more time. I like the way it made me feel. You know? <laughs> yeah. Definitely, but you know, one of the things that, that happens is is you know because maybe let's say we do have to have jobs. Sometimes it's hard to get together, and you have to make more of an effort, you Man. know, to, to we get together. Go, we go multiple shows sometimes without practicing. Yeah, um, I I honestly <clears throat> wish we could get together two three days a week, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and if we ever were doing it full time, um, we'd be getting together, you know, five days a week for sure. Know? Oh, that would be the dream. I I feel yeah. the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So we don't have too much time left. I do. Want, I'm curious, though. Again, to hear from each one of you individually, what is uh, a dream venue or dream gig for you guys playing? Um, I'd have to say uh, Irving Plaza in New York. Okay. And any particular reason? Yeah. Um, so it's it's not like an arena. It's not some huge venue. Okay. You know, it, it still probably holds you know 1,500 to 2,000 which means people are still right in front of you. People are still like sort of, you know, close enough to where you can feel them. All right. Um, I, I've, I have, you know, I've had friends that played in arenas and, and they, they des- describe the experience as, you know, the audience being far away and that sort of thing, but also just being in New York. Um, you know, I, I'm, if, if you guys sure. have ever been in New York, it's, you, you just feel more alive in that city. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, in general. it's so, it's so alive. People yeah. are nonstop. It's, it's a different pace completely. It's right. the city. That never sleeps. Never sleeps. No. So, so how about you, Joaquin? What's a, what's a dream gig or venue oh, for you? Oh boy, uh, I don't know. I'm still John trying to Haskins. think of it. Yeah, John Haskins <laughs> opening for Elton John. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. would be for Elton John and Don Too Haskins. bad that's never gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> no one, you know, he yeah. picks. Uh, that's just <laughs> he. Yeah. I don't know. That would be so. so tight what if it's just know. like an email away? Yeah, <laughs> dear <laughs> Sir Elton John, <laughs> we, right, like we are in a band, The Deep Shadows. <laughs> we would love to play. Yeah. He he played he played some. He's got some prog rock songs in there. Yeah. And King Crimson asked him to sing at one point. He knows what's up. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be like, sure, you can open open up for me only if you let me sing with you guys. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. Let me sing. You're like, sorry, Mike. I was thinking more of like, you know. No, <laughs> no, together. That would be tight. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Don't ask yeah, no, I don't know. I don't have a good answer. No, but that was, that was a good <laughs> was little detour, answer. though. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to play anywhere, anywhere that they'd have me or okay. us. Awesome. I, I would rather play off seas, you know. Not in mm-hmm. our homeland here. <laughs> oh, man. Land. That's another amazing experience. Maybe on... In the North Pole, if <laughs> no, that's <laughs> like on the Seed Bank, isn't it up there somewhere in like Finland? I don't know. It'd be some cool cold show up in the <laughs> cold. Oh, by the seed that, bank. That's definitely a long, long-term goal to play to tour Europe. Tour, yeah. I mean, that's that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. You just go take off. It's Nothing feels better. Quit your jobs and do it. Yeah. You know, quit your job. Can busk. Yeah. Make some yeah. extra money. <laughs> I know. I know people who've done that. Yeah. Just like on a whim, like you know what? I'm just gonna go. Yeah. Yeah, but I know that also. You got you have to have a certain amount of freedom too to be able to just do that. So oh, I know some of us are tethered, yeah. you know, more than we, you know. Uh, honey, yeah. I'm going on to Europe for nine weeks. Uh, yeah. Here's the baby. You know? so, <laughs> so you guys, uh, yeah, married and kids and, and yeah. yeah. Uh, I always, 
I'm not married. Yeah, you know, my, nah. my, yeah, Mike and I have hit me up. <laughs> yeah. We work full time. Yeah. You guys have like the full time jobs and mm-hmm. Foba Char Squirt. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, wait, we didn't get to you, Mike. What, what's your dream uh, gig think, or venue? I think the Troubadour would be pretty awesome. That would be amazing. Okay. Nice. I played know, there. Um, not an arena, you know, just big enough, but small enough where it's still not crazy, you know. Can I show off and say that I've played both Irving Plaza yeah, and the Troubadour? Like, wow. Fans like well, there you go. Nice dude. Cool stuff. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, hopefully we can get as many people as possible to listen to your music. And uh, you guys will are, are working hard at that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, we talked about that equation of success. You know, that hard work will will go in some way. You know, have a payoff. So I'm looking forward to hearing more from you guys. Do you have any uh, last shout outs you'd like to give out? We Shout out to El Paso, Texas. Shout out to, uh, to all the homies. Shout out to my baby girl. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to the Franklin Mountains. <laughs> Beautiful. The star. The Shout star. out to the Lower Valley. LV, LV for life. My mom <laughs> and my dad. I love you. Peace, love, and happiness. And right. shout out to my friends here. Shout out to Rich. Shout out to yeah. Richie, man. Thank shout you for having us, bro. Definitely. Oh, it's beautiful yep. having you guys definitely, on. Definitely, man. I'm uh, I'm happy to have this conversation. <clears throat> see where you know, and then again, share a little bit of what you guys are doing with with everyone. So thank uh, you. Thanks. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, be on the lookout for their self-titled EP, The Deep Shadows. They're having their EP release party on September 1st at La Parada. That's at the San Carlos Building, 501 Texas Street. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. You should come on down if you've never been to one. Those are really fun parties, and follow them online, right? Um, that's it for today's show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Rich, and this is the Deep Shadows. Again, thanks for joining me in the Thank studio. You. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Follow them online. Like I said, until then, here's a preview of their track, "Deceptive Calm." Peace. <laughs>